And I have heard a sound Coming on the wind Changing hearts and minds Healing brokenness I feel a generation Full of faith declare I feel a generation Breaking through despair And our song it will be Out of the darkness we will rise and see talking or he's preached about this people are lined up hours in advance and standing they want to get a certain item at a certain price but one of the things that I was thinking about when people were buying it is people were spending money they didn't have putting it on credit cards or and thinking well I'm going to give my kids or my family a great Christmas the only problem is then they have to live with you in the bad mood you're in as you try to pay for that Christmas 18 months later. And so Christmas uh, is a time when people spend a lot of money. How many knows that? It costs something if you got kids or grandkids at Christmas. Your kids never grow up, and your grandkids are hoping you're going to support them. And so that's how life is. And so I was thinking about Christmas and the holidays, and that is that Christmas is a costly time. How many knows that? Whether it's Thanksgiving or Christmas or New Year's, it's a time when people spend money to buy stuff they don't have, and they're spending money they don't have. And as a result of it, when it's all said and done, people are thankful it only happens once a year. But as you think about Christmas, you think about the birth of Christ. And then when he come into the world, it was such a costly thing the world was going to have be a part of. In other words, when God decided to send Jesus and Mary was going to be conceived by the Holy Ghost to bear him, it was going to cost her a lot. And we're not talking about just money. We're talking about a reputation. We're talking about people that as she was pregnant, knowing that she was not married to Joseph, they understood something, and that was that Mary must have been doing something she shouldn't have been doing. So just obeying the Lord and becoming the woman to carry the Savior of the world, it cost her something. It cost Joseph something. Because people begin to say, well, they're not married, and they must have had this child out of wedlock, and, 
and they they were unrighteous, and therefore they had to live under that cloud as people would be whispering about them and talking about them. Also, Herod was threatened when he heard Jesus was going to be born. And he heard he was going to be the ruler of the nations. He heard all the prophecies that was said about him. So every mother and every father that had a boy child, it was going to cost them their son. Because Herod made a law saying, I want these children killed because he was threatened that he would lose the throne. So here's innocent people, people that were good people, just because Jesus came into the world being born and the rulers threatened that this was going to happen, they were going to lose their child. And so Christmas has always been costly, hadn't it? It cost the shepherds something, didn't it? They had to come and, and go see the new child. It cost the wise men the gold and frankincense and myrrh. It cost the apostles and the early church persecution. And many of them died for the faith just because Jesus came. And so it's always been costly time, hasn't it? There's the missionaries that answered the call to go preach. And I, I shared this story, and I was talking to Pastor Wilson before service, and I hadn't planned to share this, but there was an Assembly of God missionary and his wife, and they had a little boy, and they answered the call to Africa. And so they went to Africa. And it wasn't very long when they were there, they were living in bad conditions. The missionary's wife come down with malaria, which makes you very, very sick. And she had a very bad case of malaria. And so every day she would be have a bad temperature. She, she would have fever. And so one of the African families, the mother t- took her little boy and said, I-, I want you to go down to the river and get a pail of water. And he would bathe her head. She was pregnant. She got pregnant after they were there. She gave birth to a girl. And through that time of struggle, malaria and giving birth, this missionary's wife died there in Africa. The missionary got very upset about that. He, he had these thoughts like, you know, we answered the call. I brought my wife and my little boy here to Africa to do the will of God. Now my wife has malaria. She gives birth to our daughter and after she gives birth, she dies. And so the missionary got very bitter. How many knows preachers can get bitter? Just like people in the pews. And so he decided to take his little boy and come back to America. He didn't want to be a missionary anymore. He blamed God. He said, how could God let this happen to me? Why on earth would God, knowing what was going to happen, let me come over here and make me called to come here to miss these people. And so he took his boy to go home, and he took this little baby girl and went to another missionary family in Africa and said, I can't handle both of these children. I want to give you our little girl to raise. And so he left Africa, and he came home with a boy. He got real bitter. He quit preaching. He quit going to church. He was mad and blamed God that God would let this happen to him. This girl was raised by these missionaries. 
And so she came home to go to school and get an education. And then she was going to go back to the mission field and serve God there. While she was in a church service in America, they had an African pastor to come, and he was a speaker that Sunday morning. And he began to share a story. And he says, I was there with uh, the missionaries, and my mother made me go down to the river every day as a little boy and get water in a pail. And I would come and bathe her head. And she, he said, she had a little girl, and when she had this little girl, uh, she was very sick, and she died. But before she died, she told me about Jesus. He said, I was just a little African boy. And she told me that Jesus had died for me and that I could know him and have eternal life. And he said, before she died, she prayed a sinner's prayer with me. And now I have a whole organization with hundreds of churches all through Africa, all because a missionary came and my mother made me bathe her head every day because she had this terrible uh, fever from having malaria. And she led me to Jesus. And I'm a pastor today, and I have hundreds of churches I'm over because this missionary family came. In that audience was that little girl that grew up. She heard about this boy, knowing he was talking about her mother. Now the man, when his wife died and left him with the little boy and the little girl, it bothered him so bad he quit the ministry and came back to America. And blamed God because he said, God, let us go there to reach the people with the gospel. And within a short time, my wife was dead. And that's how he observed and thought it happened. But he did not understand something. God had a plan anyway. To touch a little boy's heart. That when his mother sent him down to get the water in his pail and come and bathe her head, that she would share the gospel with this boy. Now the reason they went to go to Africa was what? To give the gospel to the people. All the man seen was a mess and couldn't see God in it. But as that girl's sitting there listening and tears are running down her face, she realizes that the only reason, if the only reason they went to Africa was to touch that little boy. And out of that, hundreds of churches and thousands of Africans were saved. And it really did cost them something because Jesus came and they went to represent him. But in the midst of the what they felt was bad and felt like God wasn't letting this work out like they thought it should. God had a plan. And there are probably thousands of Africans in heaven. Thousands, maybe. Multitudes, who knows how many. Because a man answered the call. It didn't play out like he thought it would. He misjudged what had really happened. But only eternity will reveal... What happened when a woman's dying after giving childbirth to this little girl that God was going to use this boy, she prayed the sinner's prayer to literally evangelize that part of the world he lived in. It's costly when Jesus came. There's history will tell us missionaries were slaughtered on the field. You and I heard 
that ISIS went in uh, just a year or so ago and took a whole families of Christians outside of where they lived. And they all had children. And they looked at the people's children that was there. And each one said, if you will not deny Jesus Christ, we're going to cut your head off. And all of those children, this was on the news here. This is a fact. Every one of them looked at those people and said, we will not deny Jesus Christ. And they beheaded them right in front of their parents. All because Jesus came. There's always been a price had to be paid to share this gospel. He came into the world that the world might have eternal life and that they might be with him. But over the history of time, many people have laid their lives down in an arena and lions would tear their bodies up and eat them alive as the people would be in an arena with their hands raised and singing and worshiping God. But this gospel's worth it because death has no sting and grave has no victory. And people has and still do lay down their life that this gospel will be preached. That's what Christmas is about. It's about for God so loved the world, he sent his son. It's about Jesus was willing to come. It's because missionaries would get on a ship before we had the planes and travel months and even up to a year to go to another nation and live, never come home again just so people could hear about Jesus Christ and the gospel. But I want to ask a question tonight. Is it too costly for us? Are we willing to pay whatever price is necessary to celebrate this event? See, this is more, I, I like a tree, I like, I like presents, I like all that. But that's not what Christmas is really about. It's about for God so love that he sent his son that people could have eternal life. <coughs> See, Christmas is hope. It's hope to a world that had turned against the Savior or the Creator. When Adam and Eve sinned and turned against, from that moment on, the Bible said what the first Adam could not do, the second Adam would do, and that would be to come and live a life without sin and pay a price that even Adam and Eve could have eternal life, that there would be an answer for the sins of this world. And so you and I need to understand we're living in a world without hope. We're being bombarded about elections in Alabama. Well, you want to ruin somebody's life? Send them to conference, Congress. They'll tell you what they're going to do and they don't do it. Then they tell you what they won't do and they do it. See, the answer is not... And I believe in government. I believe in laws. I believe in people who live right. But the answer for this world that you and I live in is Jesus Christ. And that's what Christmas is about. Jesus came. That every man, every woman, every boy, and every girl could have eternal life. I went to Walmart the other day. And uh, they had the kettle ringers, you know. They rang and... People put money, and a bunch of little girls were singing and raising money. And I thought, you know, here's these little kids, and that really moved me. They're singing and raising money to help people. And I'm thinking, you know, that's, that's the heart God had. 
is he wanted to help people. That's the heart God has for Kingman. He wants to help people. Jesus came for every dope addict, every alcoholic, every prostitute, every thief, everybody that's done something that they shouldn't have done. Jesus came that we could have eternal life. He is the hope. Can anybody say amen? amen? Christmas is too costly tonight if we don't share God's gift and people receive it. That's the only thing that matters, folks. And I don't want to try to sound negative, but nothing else matters but Jesus. We cannot make a law to control people. They break laws. We can't get a rule and make rules to cause people to live better. The only answer to humanity is Jesus Christ. And that mankind accept God's gift that can make them a new creature where old things are passed away and all things become new. See, we just got a couple of weeks left and the whole world will be celebrating Christmas. We had a parade of lights here in Kingman. I like lights, as long as I don't have to do them. My wife wanted these lights that throw stuff up on your house, so I bought her one, and then I thought, oh, no, now i got to figure out how to make it work. So I, I left it for two or three days, and then I felt guilty, and so I plugged it in. That's my Christmas. I plugged that light in. Take my remote and turn it on and turn it off in the evenings. But you know, all through our city tonight, people are talking about Christmas. And we love Christmas. It's a great time. Get to go with your families, go out and eat, get gifts, give them and receive them and get cards and send cards. But you know what Kingman needs? They need to experience Christmas. And that's forgiveness. That's Jesus Christ that came for them that they might have life and have it more abundantly. The Bible said in Romans chapter 5, God commendeth his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And then 1 John says, herein is love. Not that we love God, but God that he loved us and sent his son to take our place for our sins. And so as I'm preaching this and thinking about what I'd preach tonight because this is the message I preached before Christmas and uh, I'm thinking about what do you say about at this time of year and what can we say to make a difference and help God and, and when I say help God, make ourselves available to God that his son might be glorified. That's why I love that song. I think one of the most beautiful Christmas songs is Joy to the World. The Lord has come. Because it's only through him we have real joy. And so Christmas is costly if we don't take time to share with people in this town what it's about. (coughs) There was a lady that worked at Walmart. She used to come here. She was raising her grandson. And this has been several years ago. Her grandson is back with his mom, and 
he's not here anymore, but I was in Walmart and I heard her talking to one of the other people working there. She worked there. She talked about she wanted to buy a gift for her grandson, but she didn't have much money. And so I thought, well, I'll buy him something. So I told him, <laughs> I told her to have him at the Walmart. Wouldn't she be off and could you have him there and I'll meet you there. So I met him there to buy him a present for Christmas. And so he got there, and he was like my grandkids. He, uh, I took my granddaughter to Walmart one time to buy her doll, and I, she filled the whole cart up. <laughs> and so I asked this boy, what would you like? And kids have an ability to pick the most expensive things. They have a gift. Then when they get married, they get cheap. But they have a gift. And so he wanted this, so I said, okay, we'll get it. So we were just walking around. He said, oh, I like that. And so I'm thinking he likes that expensive, but he likes these others too. So I was thinking maybe I could talk him into three cheaper ones. And so I got him to get three more things. My wife was back. uh, Her mother was taking care of her mother, so he got three cheaper things, and then we started to walk away, and he's still looking at that expensive thing. So I'm thinking, I wanted to play Let's Make a Deal. <laughs> you want the box or the curtain? What do you want? You know what I mean? And so uh, kids gets, can move me. Sometimes I'll spend 10 or $15 on donuts because I go in there between services and these kids are watching other people eat donuts and I think they probably can't have a donut or their parents don't have a dollar to buy them a donut, so I buy donuts. Dentists love me. I'm helping them get cavities, giving them candy. It's just like Courtney and that precious boy. She hadn't given him any ice cream yet. He loves ice cream. I can tell by his eyes he loves ice cream. He'd love cheeseburgers. If she'd just get him a bite of cheeseburger. And only the Lord knows when I might have snuck him already. You can shake your head, but you don't know. That's why he's so happy now. He sees me and he's happy. He goes to me like that. And so, the, go back to my story, I bought the kid everything. And you know, I had a thought on my way home, Jesus would give me anything, anything I needed. He said he'd give me the desires of my heart. He makes a way when I don't have a way. He helps me overcome when I don't have the strength to overcome. Uh, he loves me in my weakest times. And as I'm thinking about this, and Walmart gets to me sometimes because of kids. Now, these kids that scream and kick, I don't think they should have anything. (laughs) But I'm thinking, you know, a kid will go into Walmart and they dream, don't they? 
They do dream. They look at all the toys and they're telling their mom and dad and grandma and grandpa what they want and they're hoping they're going to get it. And you know what? That's sort of how the world is. They're empty. They don't have what they need. And if we don't let God use us, then are we really celebrating Christmas? And I'm not saying go buy people gifts. I'm saying they need to know what Christmas is all about. And I think it's too costly this year for Christmas if we don't find an opportunity to give somebody the real meaning of Christmas. I don't say blast a Christmas tree. I don't say blast people, celebrate, and have Christmas parties. But I'm saying Kingman, Arizona needs Jesus this Christmas. We don't need a new program. We need Jesus Christ. And so we have the opportunity to share. And so I want to go back to that missionary, if you permit me. He did not see what God was really doing through his life and what the outcome would be. He just seen the tragedy of losing his wife. When that little boy came to bathe her head every day, I wonder if they seen a great preacher. Or I wonder if they seen a man who was going to start hundreds of churches. If they could have seen that girl sitting in a service, listening to him tell the testimony about these missionaries coming, and I, my, this boy's mother sent him down to get water to bathe their head, they'd have had a different outlook. The tragedy of this whole story is God was going to use this missionary and his wife to reach multitudes of people. But they let the negative around them, or he let the negative around them, influence him, discourage him. And I wonder if he would have stayed there, what else could have really happened? And you know, you and I are in a world today. We're not in Africa We're not in the poverty area of some third world country. But we do have the answer. Whether it's for the third world, whether it's for the rich people, or whether it's for Kingman, we have the answer. And I thought it would be real good this Christmas if you and I would take time to share the love of God with people. The Word of God said, and his name shall be called Jesus, for he shall save the people from their sins. And Luke had said unto you, this day is born in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Ephesians says, in whom we have redemption through his blood and the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. Malcolm Taylor said this at Christmas time, the toys we bought are already broken. The tree has lost its freshness. That was before the artificial. We've overeaten, we've sure overspent, and many times we've overlooked the true meaning of what Christmas is. 
Luke says, for the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. Now, I want to make this clear. I'm not preaching that you shouldn't celebrate Christmas, that you shouldn't have family in, that you shouldn't buy presents. None of that am I saying. I'm just saying, let's find time this year to really share what Christmas is about with someone that's hurting, that someone needs saving, and someone needs their sins forgiven. The angel said, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be unto all people. See, joy is a Christmas word. That's where that word has its meaning. It's a Christmas word. It's joy that's coming to the world. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. And so I want to challenge us. Because I, I, I know there's people that's going to be hurting these next two weeks. There's parents that's hurting because they have no way to give their kids something for Christmas. And I thought it would be real good if each of us would just pray and ask God to help us and lead us to someone to make a difference in their life that they might really understand what Christmas is and that they have forgiveness of sin. I shared this story. Uh, it's not in my notes, but I've shared this before. My mother, my grandmother married a man that was the father of my mother, and he was a drunk, and so she left him. She married another man, and he was a drunk. And he couldn't stand my mother uh, because she was somebody else's child. They had four or five more kids later. And he was kind of mean to her and say mean things. And and it was Christmas Eve. They were in Louisville, Kentucky, living in a little apartment upstairs in this apartment house. And my mother, grandmother put my mother to bed. And she heard my grandmother praying and said, Lord, my mother's name was Sue. Sue never gets Christmas. Because her stepdad would drink all the drinking and spend all the money, and he didn't really care for mom. And she said, as she was praying, my mother could hear her crying. She said, Lord, if she just could have a present. And my mother said, she heard a knock on the door, and my grandmother went to the door. And when she opened the door, it was a lady from the Salvation Army. And she said, we heard you have a little girl. We bought her a doll. My mother cherished that doll and kept it forever. She had it in her cedar chest after she died. Uh, That doll was still there. You know, I can, I don't know if you can hear this. Maybe if you'll listen with me real close. We might not hear a voice. But the world is crying. We, we need an answer. Life has left us empty. Why am I here? Does anybody care? And if we could just hear those voices, because they're crying all over this town tonight. There might be parents crying, Lord, if we just had a gift. And I'm not saying you have to buy or buy a gift unless God tells you to. 
if God would lead you to take a toy to a kid or a meal to a family, whatever, that's what we should do, right? But the world's crying, and you know what they need? They need the answer to the sin that has ruined their life, that has wrecked their homes, that's brought great separation, and families have went in every direction. And as the church of Jesus Christ here in Kingman, one of the churches, I pray that God will speak to us and give you and myself and other people here an opportunity to touch some of these people. That they can sing the song and really know the words, joy to the world, the Lord has come, and they might know him. This is a great time. I don't want this to be a negative sermon, and I'm trying not to take it in that direction. But this is the opportunity of our lifetime to celebrate the greatest gift that's ever been given to the world, and that's Jesus Christ. And you and I, he gives us the opportunity to share it. See, that man didn't know how that was going to play out. And you and I never know how it's going to play out. If you share Jesus with somebody, you might not see the result, but down the what God can do, what we share that, God can help that to have lasting efforts till Jesus comes. In Africa tonight... There are people, there are people in Africa tonight still getting touched because that little lady dying of malaria prayed a sinner's prayer with a little boy. Let's make Christmas a happy time for somebody else. Come on, you smile. I don't mean to be morbid, but this could be a great opportunity for you. Can I make can I can I tell you when I that little boy wanted all that stuff and I bought it? On the way home I thought I could have bought him that too. And it gave me joy to know that this little boy was gonna have a Christmas. I seen this lady, and I'm closing with this, two weeks ago. She hollered at me in the Walmart. And she said, my grandson asked about you. He said, how's the man? Do you ever see the man who bought me them toys for Christmas? Ha, I wonder, wish I'd have bought him 10 more. But you never know how you'll touch somebody for eternity when you share what Jesus and Christmas is all about. God help us to bring joy to somebody this Christmas. And when I'm saying joy, the only thing that's lasting is Jesus Christ, that their sins can be forgiven and they can spend eternity with you and with myself forever and ever. Let me pray. Lord, I thank you for you coming. When your father said he was going to send you as a child and you'd be born of a virgin. And your whole destiny, although you were a carpenter's son and although you worked jobs and things that even history we have no record of, that you had a purpose and that was so joy could come to the world again. That the world might have their sins forgiven and they might have eternal life. And so I pray, Father, help us. Help us 
to make a difference. Let December 25th, 2017, let us touch somebody that will not just for the moment, but for eternity, make a difference in their life. Let people be saved. Let, let us be the instrument to lead people to Jesus Christ that they might have their sins forgiven and help us to bring joy into this city by sharing the love of God and Jesus Christ. For we pray in his name, amen. Amen.